This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday, hump day here at The Morning Toast. I'm so excited to be joined You know, I miss Jackie, but if there had to be anyone sitting in her seat, I'm so glad it is my good friend, radio host, Taylor Strecker. Hello, Taylor. How are you doing today? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm doing fabulously. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you so much for being here. The Toasters love you. I love you. I know we're going to have a killer show. You were actually with me on the show like two Wednesdays ago, maybe three. Yes. And we did advice for the Dear Toaster segment. And people, your reviews were so rave. Really? Yeah, because we actually had one... um, about someone's brother who might be gay and you actually just offered really good insight as a late in life lesbian. Yes. So I was really grateful for you for being here and I'm so excited that you're here again. Thank you. I will, I haven't been to the new studio. Oh, right. What do you think? I'm living for it. And the location. Location, 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 location. You look amazing like a gilded goddess, like an Oscar. Are Thank you, you. You are my Oscar. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. It's such an honor to be nominated. <laughs> the Academy sent me. We have been hanging out so much recently and that brings me so much joy. Me too. I love you so much. for work and pleasure. I love you so much. This weekend was so fabulous. So fabulous. Taylor and her girlfriend Taylor we're both up in Pennsylvania with me, Ben, Brian. It was literally the best weekend, and I'm so glad I get to see you again. I know. Wait, you're really good at sharing friends. I just want to say that. Because that's like a thing that I'm actually truly terrible at. That's so funny that you say that, because like I actually think I'm terrible at that. <laughs> but when you know that two of your friends like are meant to be friends. Yes. And it enhances the whole group vibe. Do you know what I mean? Right. I know, but like... I was saying to Claudia before we started, I had such deep anxiety. And like, I used to be the kind of person, if I got anxious, I would hate everybody that made me me anxious, even though I make me anxious. Even though I'm the problem. (laughs) But I was like fully aware that it was me. But I had like, I was living in the land of Bathos, driving home. Like, it was like highs and lows. Like, I was like living for the weekend. And then I would be like, why did I say that to somebody? We just like drank a lot. Like when we like didn't need to, like at every single point in the day. It was like a mini bender in the country. I mean, I was next level Sunday. (laughs) You were next level Sunday. Like, I was sober. I drove Taylor to the grocery store because we needed things for nachos, obviously. And I was just like the sober person in the car. And like, everyone was annoying me because like, you guys were having the best time. And I was like, can we just get the things and get the fuck out of the grocery store? But Taylor was like doing cartwheels. You're really scary. You're you're, you're Stalin at a grocery store. No, and when I'm sober Stalin, like, it's the worst. (laughs) No, a hundred percent. But like, I have no regrets because it was such a good weekend. It was so great. I've and I'm the best of so ever. thrilled that you're here. We have a crazy show today. Do you see all these cards, you guys? Thick. We got a lot of stories. Okay. It's Wednesday. We have Dear Toasters, which Love. is our advice segment. Um, and I'm really excited to do all that. There's not a ton of, you know, pop culture news, but yesterday was like a historic crazy day. I think a lot of people have been waiting for the Derek Chauvin verdict. And yesterday we got it guilty on all three counts. Yes. And it was crazy. Like I was in a meeting and I was refreshing Twitter like the whole time. And it was just, 
you, I really did not know. Uh, of course, the man is guilty, but you just never know with these things. Like oh what my God. the court's going to decide. And I just think a lot of people felt like a huge sigh of relief, yes. even though this was like a trial that should have never happened. Like George Floyd should be alive. Totally. So I was watching it right before I was recording my last hour of my radio show, The Taylor Strecker Show. And I was like such a ball of emotion and it was so nerve-wracking watching the verdict come in because I was like if this goes left if this goes wrong like I'm I don't even want to be a part of this country how, like how do we go move on from that there's literally a video of it happening and, and that's not enough to exactly. convict someone it's but like the fact that I was nervous about that says a lot a lot and it's like as much as this is like a victory it's a small victory because first of all George Floyd shouldn't even be dead and second of all it's like this is coming you know on the on the heels of, you know, four more black people dying at the hands of police. Exactly. Yesterday, a 14-year-old, Micaiah Bryant, like yep. Dante Wright. It's just, it seems like this never-ending thing, and I can only imagine how harrowing it is to be, you know, a black person experiencing this in America. Yep. But small, very small win. I saw, you know, it's not justice, it's accountability. Right. And that's the thing. And I think that a lot of people's initial reaction was like, justice has been served. Right. And then I think you start to go through the range of emotions. And so my co-host and I were like, we can't even really speak to this right now because we like literally are in shock recovering. And it's like, we are feeling relieved. We're also feeling sad. Like it was yeah. just such a... It's a lot to unpack. A ton to unpack. So, so there's still more work to be done. But yes. I think a lot of people feel in a small way this is you know a full circle it's been almost a year since you know we all saw that video yeah. and so to close that particular chapter feels like it's as good as it's gonna get proud of the point. jury for sure and definitely I think that it is don't it's, it, it's the beginning it's the beginning yeah for sure um so that is Good news. Good news. Good news. Good news. But uh, we're going to move on with the show and deliver the past five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> Two days in a row. I know. Um, okay, so today's episode is brought to you by Bruce. Do you have a Bruce toothbrush? No. Oh, we have to get you one. It's literally the official toothbrush of the morning toast. It is the best electric toothbrush. A lot of electric toothbrushes can cost over $200, which is like the price of a handbag. So that's insane. Yep. But Bruce is very reasonably priced. And in my opinion, it is the best electric toothbrush on the market. I know so many of you guys have gotten it yet, but if you haven't yet, we have a code. The Bruch has six unique modes to customize your brushing experience. The battery life lasts four weeks. So if you're traveling, you don't have to bring your charger with you unless you're traveling for more than a month, in which case I'm jealous. Um, the, ch the, ma the charging stand is magnetic. It's very elegant, very Tesla. Like it doesn't take up a lot of clutter on your um, cabinets. And it comes with a compact travel case, too. They also offer a subscription program, so you never forget to change your brush head again. Bruce will ship you new replacement heads every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. The electric toothbrush has a modern, aesthetically pleasing design, and it comes in trend-driven seasonal colors, and it looks great on your bathroom counter. It's also a great gift. Um, if you want to get 15% off your Bruce toothbrush kit mm -hmm. and the refill plan, use the promo code TOAST at Bruce.com. That's 15% off promo code TOAST at B-R-U-U-S-H dot com. I'm getting it. It's so good. You sold me on the Tesla stand because mine's got a wire and it drives me nuts. It has a very thin wire and the stand is like literally this big. It's elegant as yes, fuck. Yes, I want it. Okay, so celebrity news, not gonna lie. Nothing crazy happened in the last 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chrissy Teigen did go on Watch Happens Live and spill a little bit of tea. I saw. On Kim and Kanye. Okay. According to page six, Kim Kardashian, according to Chrissy Teigen via page six, right. Kim Kardashian gave her all in the marriage to Kanye West. Chrissy Teigen said it's a shame that Kim Kardashian and Kanye West's marriage is ending, but vowed the reality star gave her all to make it work. The supermodel who's friends with Kardashian said she's spoken to Kim 
in the wake of the split. Quote, I've definitely been in touch with Kim more than my husband John has been in touch with Kanye. Okay. Anyone knows Kanye knows that anyone who knows Kanye, it's that he goes off the grid, Tegan added, chuckling. Right. It's hard to ever contact Kanye, but Kim is doing okay. I know Kim, Kim gave her all for everything. So she's making it abundantly clear, like, her and John are on Team Kim. Yes. I mean, well, first of all, I just want to say that it seems like uh, my fiancé is Kim and I am Kanye. You can never get in touch <laughs> yeah. with me, which is the worst thing in the world. So, But, like, Kanye does seem very, like, withdrawn, and yeah. he's, like, such an egomaniac. Yes, an so, artist. So, I mean... Even without Chrissy saying this, I would say I would even be Team Kim. And by the way, I do believe that Kim really tried her best. Oh, well, were, yeah. How many times has she been married? Trust me, that'll motivate a bitch. No, and it's like, if you think of all the things she's actually put up with from Kanye, like yes. him running for president, like yes. in, you know, in such a, a difficult climate, and a lot of people were really unhappy with him doing that. Like, yeah. I just think she put up with so much, and she never wavered in her support of him and his work and his art and their family. So I... I knew this already. Like, I do believe, like, she really tried her absolute best. So he recently came out in a story, maybe, like, last week, and he was saying how in his next relationship he really wants to be with Date an, an artist. artist. Shady as fuck. Shady as fuck. Also, like, the fact... It's just hard for, for Kanye. Like, he has to go from marrying Kim to dating someone else when, in my opinion, Kim is the most elegant, fabulous, sophisticated, famous, stunning, beautiful, smart in the world. Yes. It, and honestly, for Kanye, like, it can really only go down. But Kanye's reputation in the last few years has, like, kind of been squandered. So, totally. like, Kim, it's, all, it's up for Kim, you know? I have, you know, I've had a range of emotions about Kim over the years, but I've settled on... For the most part, I think she's, yes, epic and fabulous and iconic. So we she's will not be... tolerate any other sort of verbiage here on the show. <laughs> Which is why I changed my opinion. <laughs> um, I do think that she's going to be, like, beyond fine. Um, and it makes me sad because I do, like, college dropout Kanye is my everything. I know. But, like, I have to remember that he's not that. I mean, he yeah. yelled at Taylor Swift. Yeah. That alone. That alone. Disgraceful. Um, I mean, the running for president was pretty bad. And there's been a lot in between. I know. So, so like, it, it, it must have been, I mean, it was painful for us to watch. Yeah. He went on those, and, and he's and publicly sad. struggling with mental his health. mental health. And yes. I think Kim has just been kind of wanting, struggling with, you know, wanting to help in keeping it a private matter. And yeah. then Kanye blowing it up on Twitter and stuff. So Kim has been through a lot. They yes. both have. And... Honestly, as much as it pains me, I do think that this is for the best. It is for the best. I do feel like when they first got together, though, it was like when she was bringing her out with Jay-Z and Beyonce, I felt like she was the underdog. And oh. now, clearly, she has surpassed him. So. 100%. She always talks about how the first Met Gala she went to, she was only invited because she was Kanye's date. And, like, she said literally no one would talk to her. Like, mm -hmm. it was the most awkward thing ever. And now, like, literally every single designer would die, literally die, to have Kim there as their you know t their guest which is such a crazy full circle thing and one of my favorite things about kim is like in her eat your hollywood story and i've heard her say this a lot of times before is that like when kanye first started dating kim kim was considered like a trash reality star totally sex tape like it was really considered lowbrow and kanye was this mega artist genius genius like yes. influent influential artist and he was unapologetic in her love for her and he brought her around everywhere and he like always stood by her and she yep. was like, it meant so much to me that like he was never embarrassed of me. Like he always brought me out. He was so proud to be my, my boyfriend. And like that's, that's the Kim and Kanye that I love and I love that they always at the end of the day like had this respect for each other. Yeah, and he was obsessed with her. Obsessed. And I hope that they maintain that level of respect if for no, no other sake than for their kids, you know? Well, yeah. public divorces are so messy. I have a question and yeah. I'm saying this as a social climber. Yeah. Is Kim the greatest social climber of all time? 
Uh, yeah, but you know what? At some point, it's not social climbing. It's networking. I like that. Yeah. I like that Isn't lot. it funny how they're literally the same thing? Yes, they're the but same thing. But one is like, wow, she's such a great networker. And the other is like, what a social climber. <laughs> it's all about the inflection in your voice when they're literally the same thing. I'm the latter. I am a social climbing networker. I'm a social climbing, comma, networking thirst monster. <laughs> I and I feel you. like I'm pretty good at it. You're phenomenal. I think that's why we're friends. I love social climbing. Like, I feel like there's really nothing wrong with that. I think it's fabulous. I've been doing it since I was a wee, wee child. And like, sorry that I just want to advance my personal and professional life. Wait, who was your first person you ever social climbed? I mean, you have to think of it on, like on what scale? Like in high school? Or well, like, uh, want me to do, go first? It sounds like you have an answer. I do have an answer. Okay. My first social climb was Kate Bosworth. Okay. She explain. moved to my town as like being in the horse whisperer. And I was like, I will make that girl my friend because she's going to be a star and I will ride her coattails Wait, all the way to Hollywood. Before she was famous? I mean, she wasn't that famous. She had like just an opening scene in the horse whisperer. And then she this moved to pre, your town. Pre, so, th- so she moved to our town like as like a Hollywood whatever. Oh, everyone was like shook. It, totally. And she's gorge. Gorgeous. And then we all hung out, obviously high school. And then she did Blue Crush our senior year. Oh. So yeah. Was she in your high school? So I left the high school and I was devastated when I was like, wait, a famous person's finally moving to town. <sighs> but then I also wanted to be the famous person. It was a really, it was a struggle. And she set me up with my first boyfriend. Wait, what? You don't know this? Wait, I literally what? will never shut up about the story. Like my audience is like, if you say Kate Bosworth one more fucking time, we're going to kill you. Uh, we have that here at the Morning Toast. <laughs> I use a lot of the same stories. I always talk about the fact that the paparazzi um, had the absolute gall to show up at Dennis's, Bethany's ex-fiance's yes. funeral and like yes. photograph him and her family. And, yes, and it's I, horrible. I, it's always like my point of reference when I say like the media is so fucked up and it's like, and remember that time the paparazzi <laughs> went to Dennis's funeral? Like, and now it's like lost it's you know yes okay sorry continue so yeah she moved to town she i left for all girl catholic school which is lesbian breeding ground as far as i'm concerned <laughs> and when i came up to my parents i was like what did you expect, expect when you sent me to an all girls catholic school and so i was happy to leave the public school because i was just getting tortured by the kids in my class but when she moved in i was like I wanted to hang out with her, but I also, like, I felt strong competition with yeah, her. Yeah, I know. And my best friend in middle school, he would, like, torture me with her. So he would be like, guess who's coming over to watch Dawson's Creek tonight? And I was like, who? He was like, Kate. I was like, can I come? He's like, no, you left me, went to private school, and I'm so pissed at oh, you. Oh, man, so she was, like, really part of, like, the social fabric of your school. Yes, and then we went on this Appalachia tour. Not tour, but it was, like, um, Habitat for Humanity. And we went and built houses, and we were all sleeping at, like, high schools on floors, like, in, like, sleeping bags. Right. Right. And Kate was at my center, not on my team, but at my center. Counts. And so I was like, let's smoke cigs and become best friends. And so we were like, like, it was so like, did you get Kate Bosworth into cigarettes? I feel like the boys on the trip got us into cigarettes. We were like all split one, all 15 of us. Oh, that's like not in, not in today's climate with COVID. You're all sharing a cigarette. I know. Sick. Sick. Not COVID safe. And then I made her my friend and she told me I had great skin at the time I did. And then um, she introduced me to her ex-boyfriend who then became like my first real boyfriend. Wait, this is the craziest story. I've, crazy. I've known you for so long and I didn't know this. So have you run into her in post? Yes. 
a, like a handful of times in different ways and it's always a different scenario and does she remember you she does but it was like I remember the very first time because like I I had like reoccurring dreams of like running into her of course so I was out in LA for my junior year of college and my roommate slash really good friend was um like interning at a uh, entertainment le- like legal office okay so her job was to deliver scripts to clients so one day she knocks on the door it opens it's Kate Bosworth and she was like oh my god I know Taylor Strecker and Kate was like no fuck way tell her to call me I can't believe it what a small world blah 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 and then of course never called but like whatever yeah and then like maybe three or four five years later when I was working at Sirius I was like obsessed with like she's gonna come in here at some point I'm gonna interview her like what's it gonna be like and I was at the Soho house having lunch with like my team from the radio show and all of a sudden my co-host Kenny was like don't look now Kate Bosworth is here and I was like ah so I got up and walked over and I was like oh my god Kate hello and she was like it wasn't mean at all but it wasn't like oh my it's not like but she's like very like whisper tone fragile small woman it was very like oh how nice to see you like we had just seen each other three days earlier at the PTA meeting it was just so weirdly calm yeah like if you and I like if we walked out of here and then ran into each other on the street five minutes later we would be like wow yeah yeah (laughs) I mean I actually met her once and she pulled a nice to see you when I'm like bitch we've never met but like that's obviously like what celebrities do because (laughs) like she did that to me yeah, right that's why I'm saying it sounds kind of familiar and that was the first time I ever experienced like that's a thing in Hollywood people always just say nice to see you and yes. say nice to meet you and I felt like such a dope for being like nice to meet you <laughs> so like, I learned my lesson real fucking quick um well thank you for sharing that that is welcome. so fascinating you're welcome next story a little royal drama an obsessed woman gets into Prince Andrew's home by pretending to be his date of course a woman <laughs> obsessed with Prince Andrew I can't believe that that person exists like who would be obsessed with this creepy ass <laughs> pedophile a woman obsessed with Prince Andrew managed to trick her way into his official residence by pretending she was there for a date wandering she was wandering around for at least 20 minutes while he was home according to her report oh my god the smartly dressed 44 year old Spanish woman was so convincing in saying she had a lunch date with the Duke that security guards even paid for her taxi when she arrived at the Royal Lodge in, on, uh, on Monday. Oh my God. She then spent at least 20 minutes wandering around his gardens. That sounds like lovely. No, that sounds um, <laughs> like sexual. Can I wander around your gardens? <laughs> Check out some of your bushes. <laughs> she spent at least 20 minutes wandering around his gardens before heading inside while he was home. She was very confident and walked around like she owned the place, a source said. She cut quite a glamorous figure and the guards were completely taken by her. They had no idea this woman was a total stranger to Andrew and seemingly had a fixation with him. Oh my God. She reportedly only gave herself away when she started talking to a member of the staff to try and find out where Andrew was. To the staff member's shock, the woman then claimed to be engaged to Prince Andrew <laughs> and said she was there to get married to him, the source told the son. She said that that was the reason why she had flown over from Spain a couple days earlier. By all accounts, the woman had a map of the Royal Lodge and other royal residences, including Buckingham Palace, in her handbag. She was also found to have a key ring that was in the shape of a cat, which had spikes on it that could be used as self-defense. Of course it was a cat. That potential weapon (laughs) apparently caused the police some concern. So, um, you know what I just think is so funny? Well, not funny, but it's clear that, like, Prince Andrew just has, like, women running about his palace at all times. That, like, the guards, you shouldn't really be able to penetrate a royal palace. Interesting word. But, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So if there's like a situation where a woman just gets in, like that's because women are just coming there all the time. Exactly. Literally. I intended. <laughs> I think that under normal circumstances, I feel bad for celebs when they're like 
you know, stalked by creepers. I agree. But in this case, he's the number one creep. So I actually am here for this. I love her. She's a, she's a heroine. She is a national hero. She is. She deserves a monument outside Buckingham Palace. She's a treasure. I literally fucking hate Prince Andrew. I hate him so much. For a multitude of reasons, for the obvious ones, but more so because like, it's frustrating to see someone like abuse their power so wholeheartedly and have absolutely no consequence. consequences, no repercussions, Zero. no punishment. Like, he should be in prison. Uh, big time. And, like, imagine being so cavalier and so powerful that, like, you are literally the most disgusting person ever, and you sit down for an interview, like, thinking you have nothing to hide. Have you ever seen that, like, famous BBC interview? I haven't seen it, but I feel like what I saw from the Jeffrey Epstein doc, it's just, like, it, like he has so much blood on his hands. It yeah. is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And then it super triggered me with the whole Meghan Markle, Prince Harry things. It's like, so wait, you guys literally go out of your way to cover the shit out of this guy's tracks and you can't even correct a story no, for them and it's, you can't even just like protect family like yeah no no prince andrew is literally like a monster he, I, he doesn't know it but he's my arch nemesis he doesn't know but he'll know it soon because i'm gonna sneak into that house i was next. gonna say <laughs> turns I'm gonna, out to wander his garden see how he <laughs> likes it um, no, he's an actual piece of shit, and I hate even reporting on him, but this was something I hope he felt unsafe in his own home. Me too. Brings me joy to think just merely the idea gives me chills. <laughs> um, we have more stories for you guys, but the rest of the show is brought to you by Skylight Frames. If you're not able to visit your mom, dad, grandparents, um, a great gift idea is the Skylight Frame. It's a touchscreen photo frame that you can email photos to, and they'll appear in seconds, so your mom or grandma can see your favorite moments. So a lot of people uh, set, this is a great gift because it's just, it's great for yourself, but also if you have a grandparent who's older uh, or a parent who's older who doesn't really know how, they're not really tech savvy, you set it up for them, and then from your phone, you don't even have to be in the house, you can like send them photos like you're at the park with your kid or your cousin. It's a really cute idea, and a lot of people always message me like, what was the code for Twilight? For, uh, skylight frames so listen up staying in touch with those we love is more important than ever and the easiest way to do it is with skylight a photo frame you can email photos to anytime anywhere it's a great way to feel close to those that you love even when you're far away you can tap the heart button it will let the sender know you love the photo you can engage with them it's really a great gift and they have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee if you don't love your skylight they'll offer you a full refund it is a gorgeous 10 inch touch screen you can swipe through photos with your finger and even tap to thank the person who sent the photo it's so simple even non-tech savvy parents can set it up and use it the customers who have bought the skylight frames love it you will too a special offer you can get ten dollars off your first purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com enter the code toast to get ten dollars off your first purchase of skylightframes.com code toast skylight is s-k-y-l-i-g-h-t frame.com code toast uh we actually got one for ben's parents and they like die for it we we don't have kids yet so all we do is put up pictures of theo i was gonna say um and they die for it so it's a great gift for a parent but it's also great for your house like i i've seen a million people who had those frames yep. and i think they're great skylightframes.com and mother's day is coming up Just yes saying. it is yes um okay on to more celeb salacious news uh, Hayden Panettiere's ex-boyfriend is going to jail. Ooh, he's a bad, bad boy. Hayden Panettiere's ex-boyfriend, Brian Hickerson, has been sentenced to 45 days in county jail, according to multiple reports. Entertainment Tonight reached out to their attorney for comment, but we haven't heard anything. Uh-huh. The 31-year-old was sentenced following multiple domestic violence allegations involving, involving Panettiere over the last few years. On Tuesday, Hickerson pled uh, no contest to two felony counts of injuring a spouse or girlfriend. He begins serving his sentence on May 6th. 
27th. In addition to the jail time, he was also sentenced to four years of formal probation, 52 domestic violence classes, and $500 in restitution, and a five-year protective order. Wow. This has been like the longest, right? I I was going to say, is this the only boyfriend, or it it has... There have been multiple, because that's how long it feels. It's been a long journey, and I feel so bad for Hayden Panettiere, because she has just been through a lot. She really has. And she's really kind of, like, stepped out of the spotlight, because I think she's just had a lot of things going on in her personal life. Yeah. Um, She suffered from really bad uh, postpartum depression, and then dealt with this bullshit. Like, I just, I love her. She's in, like, so many of my favorite, most iconic, like, movies that I grew up with, like, Bring It On 2. And also Raising Helen. Like, she's just an iconic actress, and I love her, and then she was great in Nashville. Oh, I loved her in Nashville. Do you love Nashville? Love that show. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. I feel like you don't think I like country. I, I'm not like a stan the way you are. But you're, I know Taylor Donahue, your fiance. fiance. Is, but I didn't know that you were. She's, she's lying. She's, we are equal country fans. Okay. I taught her about chicken fried, just for the record. Such a good song. Such a good song. But I'm like, it's like, 50-50 with me with country. Yeah. But yeah, but watching the AMC awards was ACL. brutal. <laughs> AMC's the movie theater. That's why I kept getting up and leaving. <laughs> yeah, we were all watching the ACM awards. Taylor was like, this is great, and then left. <laughs> she like sat outside. I was It was good. My you mom. missed it. You missed it. Uh, but I do like Nashville. I love it. And I, lo- I really did like learn to love Hayden. Um, Her character was so annoying in the beginning. Very annoying. But she, I feel so so deeply bad for her. I mean, this is just, I can't really remember like all of the stories around it, but it was, he really roughed her up She's so private now. Like, and she has been for a while. So I'm just glad she's like getting her peace. And I mean, what is it? How many days in jail? 45 days. Like that's not enough because if you feel like she's obviously now, I imagine she feels very afraid of him. But, but did they say what? Five years restraining? Probation. Probation. And a protective order um, that lasts five years, but protective orders are kind of bullshit from I know, what I've heard. It's just a piece of paper. That's not stopping someone from showing up and harassing you. No, we need to really like figure out a way to make that better. And we need to protect Hayden Panettiere at all costs. She's really the talent of a generation. And I think she's a precious gem of a woman. Do you think she'll come back? And like once things kind of the dust settles, like hopefully I hope. If, she's yes. a very talented actress. I really hope so. And she can sing her patanties off. Yes, she can. So, And she's just an icon. Do you ever she, see Raising Helen? No. What? Never. It's such a good movie. It's like, like a really old Kate Hudson movie. Oh. Okay, so the love interests are Kate Hudson and John Corbett, Aiden Shaw from Sex and the City. Dead, dead, dead. And the kids are played by Abigail Breslin. Oh my God. I think the son is Abigail Breslin's brother. Can you fact check that? And Hayden Panettiere are the kids. Is she like a teenager in it? Yes. Felicity Huffman is their mom. Okay. Spoiler alert. You know, I won't spoil it. And... Joan Cusack. Stop. It's literally a star-studded, amazing rom-com. Maybe one of my favorites. I talk about it all the time. Raising Helen? Raising Helen. I'll watch it. You and Taylor will love it. It's like sad. It's amazing. So there's lesbians in it. No. (laughs) Is there? No, there's no lesbians. You guys will love it because it's a beautiful story. The second I heard Joan Cusack... And Felicity Huffman. But Taylor, I was like, they're a couple. Taylor, you know I think of you as so much more than a lesbian. Oh my God, thank you so much. No, I you appreciate will, that. You will love this movie. Okay, we're watching I it. I can't believe you haven't seen it. Is that a thing people have seen? Is it her brother or no? Yes. Yeah, they look a lot alike. Okay, it's such a good movie. Have you seen it? Yeah. Have you seen Yeah, everyone's seen it. Is it because I'm a thousand years old? <laughs> no, because it's actually like an older, maybe not everyone's seen it. Okay, well, just watch it. Okay. I think it's on Netflix. Okay. 
Um, okay, next up, a little tech news because Apple unveiled like all their new products yesterday. Like, oh, so much shit we don't need. Okay, God. here's everything Apple just announced: new iPad Pros, colorful iMacs, Air Tags, and more. So they updated their iPad Pro with a chip from a desktop computer. Nobody cares. They also announced a new line of iMacs, like the desktop, yeah. that come in different colors, which I actually think is kind of cool. Yeah, it's like a throwback to... It's very retro. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like... What other shit don't right. we need they're going to sell to us Apple? Right. They are updating their Apple TV 4K box with no. a new processor. Nobody cares. Oh, with probably a new cord. Right. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Don't new even. Cord. Don't even. New cord. I want my dingle dangle jack. I don't want this one. It's so fucking it's annoying. It's so rude. But people are really excited about this next one. They're ex- announcing um, long expected lost item trackers called AirTags. So they're basically like little tracking devices you put on like wallets, purses. So yeah. And they have GPS locations. So if you lose your wallet. I'm sticking it on my kid one day. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like I'm, I'm sticking it on like the backs of my earrings because that's the shit I actually <laughs> lose. So they're $29 per tag, or you can get four for $100. That's actually awesome. There are tags like this, though. <laughs> yes, a lot of other companies. Like, Apple's kind of late. They're, like, hella late, but it's Apple. Yeah, and I saw it. Um, I saw a company like that on Shark Tank, and they're doing quite well. Yeah, I forget what it's called. <laughs> I can't It's called, remember. like, Tracker Bitch, you know? Tracker Bitch. They also have a new iPhone 12 color, purple. Nope. This is, like... <laughs> Not interested. Is, no, it's just, like... This announcement wasn't that great. There's just like lots of different colors. Do you think they feel like this insane pressure to like always have these big announcements? Quarterly like bullshit. They really yeah. set themselves up for disappointment. This one's interesting. They're launching a podcast subscription service. Um, so they're putting themselves against Spotify and other competitors in the audio streaming wars. Okay. But what does that mean? A podcast subscription service? Because podcasts are free. I had a friend that was given a job offer at Apple Radio and it was a lot of money. Yeah. And like... She didn't end up going because she was in a contract with another company. I can't name the name. But she did say, like, she was nervous because she's like, well, what is Apple Radio? Like, who uh, listens? They have so much money and they pay so many celebrities to have radio shows. Like, Kendall Jenner has one. Luke Combs yep. one. I don't know anyone who's ever popped in their headphones and was like, I'm going to listen to Apple Radio today. I didn't really know it was a thing. Who the fuck listens to that? Do you think that Apple is, like, going to not have a day at some point in time ever in our lifetime? I mean, Apple is, like, so integrated in our everyday lives. Like, it's wild. I don't know how people who don't have iPhones, like, have, like, survive. Like, you don't have FaceTime? If you don't have an iPhone, you never go to Starbucks. <laughs> I never go to Starbucks. <laughs> I know. So you're, like, primed to get an Android. No, I know. Actually, I've heard they're much better than <laughs> iPhones. Um... Apple Card is now expanding to kids who are 13 years old. Like, that's fucking weird. Um, That's so weird. That's pretty much it. Like, this really wasn't that big of an extravaganza. The big thing everyone's talking about are the Apple tags. Yeah. I mean, I love a tag. I lose everything. I lose everything, too. But, like, that's part of life. (laughs) It's fun. And, like, okay, so somebody steals my wallet. Yes. They're throwing the tag in the trash. A million percent. But if you stick your wallet in the freezer like I do. What? Because why wouldn't you put your wallet in the freezer? Of course. It's like, then it's very helpful. Yeah. No, by the way, like this literally happens all the time. My friend, I remember I was at a club with my friend. Remember clubs? My friend Alicia and her wallet got stolen and it was like a wallet purse. So her phone was in there. Fuck. We were able to track the phone and it was literally on the corner of the club so we run out we're calling the phone we look in the trash literally her wallet has been emptied but they throw the phone and the wallet in the in the trash oh my god so it's like 
I don't even know if a tracker would help unless there's no way to get the tracker off. Well, I mean, also, if it's like new to the market, people won't necessarily even know to look for them. That's true. And unless it, it looks pretty big, but if it's like really indiscreet, stick it in a fold. Yeah, I love sticking these in, in a my crevasse. Folds. In a crevice. Um, in a little crease. Um, <laughs> I'm underwhelmed by the market, you know, the Apple market. Same. I've been, though. I feel like I just like want to believe in myself and give up on Apple. You can't. No. Okay, maybe like if for no other reason than like the social implications of not being an Apple user. No, you're a weirdo if you don't have an Apple anything. No, it's true. And I'm sorry that that offends people who don't have Android. But there is this stigma. I will say though, that was also my jealousy speaking. My brother-in-law refuses to use Apple products. I respect that. I really And I really respect him. I am such a loser. Like I conform to all of society's standards because I have crippling self-doubt and anxiety and I just want to be, I just want to fit in. I sort of be like I do so like if I was secure enough in myself to like never conform and just like not have an Android I actually have a lot of respect for people because yeah. I could never be that risky they're independent thinkers they, exactly like, they're the kind of people that like themselves oh can't relate <laughs> It is the fifth and final story brought to you by Blueprint Test Prep. You're never quite sure if the way you're studying is going to drive results. We've always used index cards and just read them over and over. It's hard to commit to studying and get in a routine because of all the distractions, i.e., our iPhones. Hello. Um, I was never a very good studier. I would bury my head in a textbook for hours, but it felt like I never improved on test scores. That's why you've got to try Blueprint. Blueprint's test prep delivers life-changing score increases. On average, their students receive 11-point increases on the LSAT for future lawyers and 13-point increases on MCAT for future doctors. That is a very big deal. Yeah, it is. They make the boring interesting. A shocking thing they've learned over the years is that when you are actually bored, you don't retain information very well. Blueprint was founded on the idea that test prep can be entertaining and effective. They use unique animations and memorable graphics, plus humorous pop culture references to make your experience engaging and enjoyable. Like, that's so true. Mnemonic devices are always more helpful. Like, if you're just mindlessly reading, like, none of that information is going to stay in your brain. No. They also have the only dynamic study plan tool that creates your personalized study plan at the click of a button. Your plan will outline exactly what to study, evolve with your busy schedule, and sync to your phone so you stay on track. Plus, they only hire the best instructors and tutors. To teach for Blueprint, you must score in the 90th percentile or higher on an exam. They turn down over 90% of people who apply to teach for them, so you know you're only getting the best of the best instructors. If you're not taking any of these tests, like the MCAT or the LSAT, make sure to let your friends and family know about Blueprint. It'll change their life for the better. Blueprint's an incredible, they've got an incredible contest going on right now to win $20,000 towards your law school tuition. Just head to their site and enter to win. Plus, Blueprint has an exclusive offer for the Morning Toast listeners. They rarely offer discounts. This is a bit, this is big. But for the first 100 listeners from our show who go to blueprintprep.com and use the promo code TOAST, you'll save 20% off. So that's over $200 off your LSAT or MCAT class. I know we have a lot of toasters in grad school. So listen up. Again, the first 100 people who go to blueprintprep.com com and use the code toast can save two hundred dollars wow. um that's blueprintprep.com the promo code is toast and they're running a contest right now to win twenty thousand dollars towards your law school tuition so blueprintprep.com um i took the lsat what yeah and i fucking sucked that's because you didn't have blueprint no prep. kidding i'm sitting wait, here being like wait, wait. only i was around when that was happening i am learning so much about you i you know. took the lsat yeah so my I'm from a family. I mean, we're New Englanders. We're right. education snobs. Uh, yeah. So when I went to Ithaca, they were like, Pfft. but 
my dad went to Harvard and he's a doctor in case I forgot to mention it. Oh, wow. And so I was like, I felt the pressure to be a professional. And I was like, I'm not going to be a doctor because like I can't, I can't and I shan't. Yeah. But I could be a lawyer because I like to talk and I also love Legally Blonde. Yeah. So I took Those the LSAT. Those are good qualifications. Thank you. What'd and you get? 179. 179. I definitely did not. I What'd probably got, honestly, I can't remember. I blocked it. I think I got like a 114. Whatever the lowest <laughs> score is, I got that. I was so painfully bad oh. at law so and so did you not decide to go to law school because your scores were bad yeah and I was like I'm not gonna go to some crap school because it's expensive yeah so I was like I'm just gonna go into the workforce I'll go be, be a radio host yeah you know I was like I'm just gonna go work and then I'll retake the LSAT and I'll like you know I'll just like like what's the word uh defer push it off yeah, yeah. self-defer and, and you never did that and then I got into radio and I was like why would I go to law school when I could be a radio show host do you still have like piles of like LSAT books like somewhere in your house no I burned them <laughs> and I danced naked around the Fire. I'm dying. Okay, fifth and final story. A little more streaming news. Netflix predict. Ne- <laughs> Netflix predicts. That's hard to say. It is their worst quarter for streaming growth in its history. Why? The stock has fallen nine percent. They only added four million new subscribers in the first quarter of this year, only? which is. I know. I'm so sad for you. Only 4 million times 11, <laughs> which is $44 million. I'm crying for you. <laughs> it's 2 million less than it expected, and it forecasts just a million additions in the current quarter, which would be the lowest total yet. So Netflix has come back down to earth after stratic, stratospheric gains during the opening months of the COVID-19 pandemic. The streaming giant on Tuesday reported 3.98 million new paid subscribers in the first quarter, which hmm. is down from 8.5 million reported in the previous quarter. Oh. And then before that was 6 million. Um, and they predicted three months ago that they would have 6 million for this year, but they did not. Well, the thing is, they set the bar so damn high that it's like, where do they have to go? It's either they stay stagnant or they go down. So I feel like this type of like self-statistic is difficult. Like they should be competing against the rest of the industry. And I'm not going to lie, like I don't really care what this means for the streaming wars, but here's what it means for me. People are watching less Netflix. Like we're, we're... We're almost out of the pandemic. Like, that's what this means to me. Like, when we were reporting on, like, 16 million people signed up for uh, Netflix in the first three months of COVID, I'm like, oh, fuck, we are, like, doomed. Like, we're all just going to be in our house getting fat, like, watching TV. Yes. And now it's like, oh, wait, we are leaving our houses. We're not watching as much TV. Like, we're going to Mykonos, you know? That's what this story means to me. I agree. And also... Yeah, I mean, it's hard to cry for them when they've still got $44 million coming No, in. I know. It's like, don't cry for me. But do you think it is also like the Disney Plus, the Paramount Plus, and like the competition, the HBO? I mean, HBO has like sick shows right now. What do you subscribe to? Like, what do you pay for? Okay, Hulu, Amazon Prime, but I really like want to stop supporting Jeff Bezos, so I think I'm going to stop. How do you stop having Amazon Prime? I do not know, but I'm... How are you going to like order like cups? Like, how, how do you I'm going pre- to... Open my door. No. And walk outside. No. And go to the drugstore. What? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, for I me, know. Amazon Prime, if I had to cancel anything, I would never cancel, cancel Amazon Prime because you get Prime Video with your Prime subscription, right? Right. But that's what I'm saying is we have that, but I might try to cut the cord because I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm going to try to like not make Jeff Bezos more of a billionaire. I think that's a huge mistake because you know what? He's going to be a billionaire regardless and you're going to be the asshole who's run out of cups. Fair. <laughs> You know what? This week, Taste of Taylor is all about taking down Bezos. So oh, is it? Don't even listen to it. Because no, the thing is, like, it's I, a lie. I get, I get, like the the message. There are the crazy things though that, like, I like in the podcast that we talk about, like that he does. That you're course. like, what? No, am I course. supporting? Of course. 
but but you're gonna make no impact on him and it's just gonna like lessen the quality of your life because amazon as much as people like hate it it is the most efficient way of getting groceries these days of getting literally anything you need yeah so why would you just ruin your life to make a point that's literally gonna do nothing what did you say this weekend what did i say Process. oh i actually was thinking about it buy artificial buy international we were we were driving home from the grocery store and there was like this really kind of like, you know, like hippie Jeep in front of us that yeah. had like all these different stickers. bumper stickers. And one of them like really spoke to me because it was literally the antithesis of everything I believe in. It said, <laughs> buy local. No, no. Buy organic, buy local. And I'm like, literally, no. If I had a bumper sticker, it would say, buy artificial, buy internationally. <laughs> like if it's not processed and made in China, like I don't want it. So that's my mantra right now. And that's why I love Amazon. <laughs> I respect that you want to have principles. I really do. Yeah. But at the expense of your own, like... Convenience. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. I, we're going to see. But, uh, so, but for right now, Hulu, Prime, Netflix, Disney Plus, because my fiance's a child. I love Disney Plus, by the way. I never watch it. Um, but do you guys pay for it, like, as a household? Or, like, you share with your families? We pretty much... Our families share with us. We pretty much pay for all of them. HBO Max... And then I'm going to get Paramount Plus because I'm on Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. you Taylor, Getting younger. Taylor hosts the after show for Younger, which is literally my favorite show. New season is coming soon. It's, it's out. They, it so, is. So they dropped it on Paramount Plus. Oh, wait. All the episodes? Uh, for the first four. Oh, I love that. For the final season. And then I think it's going to air on TV land like in its regular season, but like with commercials in the host If you want it early, you have to get Paramount Plus. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Yeah. First of all, I will be getting Paramount Plus. Second of all, Taylor knows the ending. She won't tell me. And I, I don't even want to know. I won't. I won't. But, you don't want to know. I, I, I would never ruin that moment that I got yeah. to have with the end of the show. Because it's basically, it's like a sex in the city. It's like Carrie, you know, Petrovsky, big. Like it's, I, okay, I'm excited for it. It's really um, good. You are on Paramount Plus. That's so exciting. You're on a streaming service. I know. So getting younger, the after show is also on it. So okay, I'm I definitely going to get that. that. And I'm trying to think what else. I kind of want to get Showtime just because there are shows that I love there, but I don't I know. I don't have it. But you know, it. I know you want to get rid of Amazon, but you know you can subscribe to Showtime through Amazon and pay $7. Oh, fine. I guess I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's so convenient. But yes, I, I have like every streaming service too, but I only, like I pay for HBO Max and share it with the family. Like Olivia pays for Disney and shares it with the family. That's like, smart. We all just kind of hold our own. Jackie um, had a Discovery Plus and refused to give anyone her password, which was really <laughs> fucked up because like we have a system. Wait, why? She, what was her logic behind that? She like, I called her. She was raving about Discovery Plus on the podcast. Oh, also I have an update from you got, for you guys about Jackie. I totally forgot. Okay. I'll get that in a second. She was raving, raving, raving about how the cooking shows have been so like therapeutic and it's just like a great thing to watch. <laughs> so I call her and I'm like, okay, I downloaded Discovery Plus. Like, give me your password. She's like, honestly, I don't know. I like just make your own. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, we have a system here. Like, yeah. We all share everything. Like, this is the way it goes, girlfriend. Five profiles on Netflix, profiles on HBO Max. I'm like, what the fuck? She wouldn't give it to me. <laughs> so I signed up for a free trial and then I canceled it. She, it was so rude. <laughs> I'm dead. But I did want to update everyone on Jackie's uh, progress before we dive into Dear Toasters, which is our advice segment. Yes. So I don't know if you know, Jackie's on this kind of wellness retreat. I wasn't sure if she was on vacation or what. Well, Depend, define vacation because she's on this like health retreat. No, no, no. That's not a vacation. I vacation know. is eating everything in sight yep. and drinking. drinking like a fish. Yeah. Yes. So I spoke to her this morning because I have been getting a lot of messages, people wanting an update from her. She's really kind of off the grid. She's just not posting Part of on the social wellness media. Retreat, right? It's just like finding your inner, your inner peace. Um, but she's doing really well. She wasn't sure about which facility to go to and the one that she wanted to go to was so expensive. I literally would not let her pay that. So she found a much more reasonably priced one. Um, but, you know, you do get what you pay for. So we were afraid she was going to show up and um, be shot, you know. <laughs> but she was not. It's lovely. She's, she said she's 
found everything she was looking for. Good. She was just looking for like a like a calm retreat to you know, balance her health, her mind to work out. And she's so happy there. She thanks everyone for reaching out. She's just like taking time away. And she said she's doing really good. I mean, she literally FaceTimes me every day. So she's like still on her phone, but um, she's doing really well. So that was an update for everyone. And now we're going to dive into Dear Toasters. Oh my God, I'm out of breath. Give me a second. I just spit all over myself. Okay, diving into Dear Toasters, which is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? I don't know, say uh, anxiety. BetterHelp will will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line and it is not self-help. It is professional counseling and it's done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available and they may not locally be available to you. So it's great for, for, uh, it's a great service for clients worldwide. Basically, you log into your account anytime and you can send a message to your counselor where you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to go and sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and they offer financial aid. It is available. So go to betterhelp.com slash toast. That's better H-E-L-P. Join the over a million... Oh my God. Visit BetterHelp.com slash toast, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Morning Toast listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash toast. All right, Dear Toasters, our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, it's DearToasters at gmail.com. First up, it's a little bit long. Okay, I like long ones. First of all, hi, love you guys, and I need your help. A few weeks ago, I went to look at apartments because I'm moving to my first place without a roommate. When I arrived for my first showing, the realtor was no joke, the most beautiful man I've ever laid eyes on. (laughs) He was so cool and I felt like we really hit it off. Once I signed for the place and was no longer at risk of seeing this man ever again, I decided to shoot my shot and ask him for drinks. He said yes. I was shook both that he said yes and that I found a man in the wild. Since then, I've gone on a few great dates and I had some solid makeout sessions. When I'm with him, he seems so cool, very normal, and we have great conversations. Honestly, potential boyfriend material. We both discussed that we were lo- what we were looking for and seemed to be on the same page. The issue is that when I'm not with him, he is the worst. Only replies to my messages with repulsive attempts at flirting and being cute and they are so cringy oh, no. they make me want to die. No. I can't even ask him how his day is going without him turning it around into some sort of attempted flattery. Of course it's nice sometimes, but every message, he calls me weird nicknames, constantly tells me that he misses <laughs> me even though we've only hung out a few times Ugh. and other things that make him seem like a total smooze. When I see his name pop up on my phone, it gives me a pit in my stomach. Oh. 
My question is, what do I do? This man seems so normal in real life, but the way he acts when I'm not with him is painful. He is a stage five. Is he a stage five clinger or just a bad flirt? How do I politely tell him to chill the fuck out? Oof. Sincerely, a toaster who just wants a normal man. I hate this because I know I I get it. Like, yep. Oh my god. Like. Texting, it's so it sucks because it's such an important part of like relationships when it really shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be. Because it's just like about the connection, but this is exactly. a problem. We live in a 20, she's a 21st century gal. I know. God, well, the thing is, is I, I dated this guy one time and he was like so good on paper and he like said he would buy me Chanel's, which is like really the way to my heart. So <laughs> I wanted to be with him, but he in person was cringy right, that's and what gave I- me a pit. And one time he like did the biggest like spit string in my life and I like wanted to die. I don't know. So I know the feeling. Yeah. But it's I I'm trying to like figure out is it different in person than it is on the phone? Cause like the thing that hooked me to my fiance right. now and made me a lesbian mm-hmm. was, was her texting skills. Oh wow. Yeah, it is important, so. but you're right. Like it could be so much worse. Like, would you rather have someone who's terrible in person but a great texter or someone who's great in person and who just texts weird some people just grew up and didn't learn the proper social boundaries when it comes to to texting maybe just like stop texting him so much i actually feel like great relationships like really flourish when you text so much then you meet in person and you literally have nothing to talk about i agree with that call him i know that sounds scary it also sounds like an attack time oh voice memo oh yes (laughs) Mystery <laughs> solved. Yeah, I would just yeah. like trying to wean off the text messaging, which yes. is hard for people our age. I know, I know. Because it's such an integral part of like connections. Well, no, voicemails are for grandmas and moms. And I get like cold calling people feels like an assassination. So how about just do the voice memos? Because maybe then he'll learn through example to do them back. But what about FaceTime? <laughs> Why? If you FaceTime me, you, we, aren't, we aren't compatible. Why? That is like... What a terrorist you are if you FaceTime. I know. But oh like, my God. But I actually feel like people have really cute like FaceTime like conversations. No, they do. I mean, Tay's family constantly FaceTimes and I love so them do, so much. So do we. Like, I'm like, why are you, why do you have to look at me right now? I know, but it's like, Come once on. you're comfortable with someone, it can actually be like a really great way of communicating. Yeah, me and my 15 shins have a blast FaceTiming. <laughs> um, but that's why you could also like, you know, work it with angles and lighting. It's, but that is exhausting. Dating is exhausting, so get on board, Taylor. I say try a new method of communication when you're not in person and give Agreed. this guy a chance. Because I feel like if it's he's not great, worth breaking up with someone. No, 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 no. And it's such a great story. Like, he sold me my apartment. Like, it's so cute. And he's cute. Yeah, and he's obviously successful. Like, he has a real job. Do you know yeah. how rare that is? Seriously. Sounds like there's more good than bad here. I wouldn't let it bother you that much. Try. All right, next up. Hey, Claudia and Jackie. Taylor. I have a weird one for you. I'm 27 and currently live in Los Angeles. I don't consider myself someone who's so LA, but I don't know if I can claim that after this. Back in 2018, I casually dated this guy in the film industry. Let's say his name is Andrew. We dated for eight months. Super casual, friends with benefits. He worked on a bunch of TV shows and movies, but it was his dream to be a director. That Christmas, he flew home to New York, and while he was there, he reconnected with his college girlfriend, and it nearly turned his whole world upside down. He came back to LA and told me all about it, this kid looked borderline shell-shocked because this reconnection had made him nearly uproot his whole life and move back to New York to be with her. But he never did it, and six months later, we stopped hooking up because it was amicable. Uh, but it was amicable. Right. Flash forward to now. We've long parted ways and date other people, and I see on social media that he's finished filming his first indie movie. So obviously, I'm curious what it's about. I just about lose my mind when I see the storyline. It's identical to what happened over the holidays.
I just about lose my mind when I see the storyline is identical to what happened over the holidays while we were dating, and the three main characters are him, the ex-girlfriend he couldn't move on from, and the new girl in his life, <laughs> a.k.a. me. Oh, my God. She's got the same hair, the same eyes, and based on some set photos, nearly the same outfits I wore on some of our dates. <laughs> I should also mention he texted me out of the blue last year, letting me know he got funding for a film, and asked if I would consider him using my apartment living room for a few scenes since they needed a feminine space. I said no because of COVID, but now I'm wondering if this was supposed to be the living room for the character version of me. The movie comes out sometime this year, but what do I do with this information? Do I just message him being like, am I a character in your movie? Or do I just wait for this premiere and hope to God I'm portrayed well? Sincerely, a very LA toaster. Wow. I have to say something. It's a crazy story, but it's an indie film. So like, don't worry. No one cares. (laughs) Like, it's not, it's not legit. Unless you care about like this guy and like you maybe like, could see a relationship with him in the future. This could just be like a fat, like a story about like who you are now, like one of your crazy stories. Like, I don't think you have to like figure it out. As somebody who lives my life to tell my story, which then involves other people's story, I'd be a hypocrite to like say this guy's in the wrong. But what I really don't like is that he asked to use her apartment without giving her intel. It would have just been nice to get yeah. a heads up period, especially yes. since he asked you. Like well, That's my thing. Like if, if you just like saw it on social and he didn't ask, it's like, well, it's his like his version, his story, his right. Yeah. But the fact that he did involve you for your apartment, then he should have like ponied up the information. Yeah. But I don't know if you don't really care about this guy anymore. I don't really feel like you need to like hash it out. Like this could just be yeah. like a funny story you tell when you're drunk. Yes. And you could always use more of those stories. I know. I can. Yep. What's your, what's your go-to drunk story? My go-to drunk story? Probably the fact that I reset my engagement ring for my (laughs) ex-husband. That's a good one. It's also your go-to sober story. (laughs) Well, I'm always drunk. Yeah. Really? That's true. Different. Our third and final Dear Toasters is an update. Okay. From a previous one. Hi, guys. I had previously emailed about my friend who really smelled. She smelled, her clothes smelled, her car smelled. It was bad. I'm happy to to report that in the past year, she did a complete 180 and made her health and hygiene a priority, and she no longer smells or wears clothes that smell. Unfortunately, there's a new problem. I recently started dating someone, and a few nights ago, I told my ex, smelly friend, that my new guy sent me a sexual text. He sent it, to, he sent it when I was with her, and I was caught off guard because we haven't even had sex yet, so I mentioned it to her. She said that if her boyfriend had, had texted that to her, she'd break up with him. This is where the problem comes in. <laughs> I started fuming as she recently got back with her loser ex, and maybe she has pretend amnesia, but I have text messages from her where she unfortunately shared that he went to orgies and got tied up and got his butt licked by people... <laughs> His smelly butt? I'm sorry. I just, I need to start from the beginning. <laughs> I have text messages from her where she shared that he went to orgies, got tied up, and had his butt licked by other people. And I swear to God, she told me that he ties a belt around his neck when he masturbates so he can pass out. To each their own. But I could have gone my entire life without knowing that. And hello, isn't that dangerous? <laughs> Should I remind her of these things that she told me about her then ex? And what he did when they were broken up and she hated him. I don't get why she would react that way to a text message that was nothing compared to what she would judge her boyfriend for when they weren't together. Please help. I mean, that, there's a lot. That took a turn. (laughs) We went from smelly to asphyxiation. Now, uh, this friend, okay, so basically the quandary here is that like her friend is being really judgmental about this guy she's seeing sending her sex. But it's like, we know what you're 
ex-boyfriend did and you were totally fine with it so it's like now judgy wudgy was a bear when your boyfriend was getting his butt licked well here's the thing so stinky mcgee's mad at you for telling her that she was stinky so <gasps> she hates yes! you forever oh that's it it's so she is revenge. going she is just sitting here like waiting for you to give her any information either your life or your boyfriend that she can judge and make you feel as bad as you made her feel but the thing is you're being a good friend if i didn't even smell, think of that you need to tell your friend that you smell you need to tell your friend that you smell but i do remember saying that like sometimes people smell not because they're dirty but because it's like some sort of um like halitosis or some shit like that yeah it's like a do i smell no no but not like a disease it's like a they're rotting from the inside out no <laughs> some people have like disorders that make them smell i actually know someone who does so like really not yeah. like not like from the mouth not in the a body way. yes so they're like it's side effects of different medications like it's all it could be all these different things so you have to be really sensitive when you tell someone they smell because oh yeah it's true. if it's hygienic I think more, most of the time it's not hygienic because most people will know when they smell. Like a normal person who like has a working nose. Not if they had COVID and they can't smell and taste anymore. <laughs> I am like every day I'm like, do I smell? Do I smell? Do I smell? You don't smell. You look great. I swear. Yeah, but I just think you have to be sensitive in how you You address. do. No, you can't no, no. just be like, you stink. I remember. Stinky McGee. Husband, like my mom would come and stay with us in our mansion apartment. And one time he was like, your mom's perfume. My mom wears Chantilly from Walgreens. It's like such a thing. <laughs> and my mom is so fucking fabulous. But like yeah. it's the one thing. It's like my dad, when he was poor medical school bought for and so Aww. it's like their youth their youthful romance I so love that. even though it's like cheap cheap drugstore shit it's just like their thing yeah so he was and she douses in it and so he was like you have to tell your mom she's not allowed to spread her <gasps> perfume in the That's apartment such a and, mean thing to say and i was like you can tell my mom like i'm yeah. not gonna and that was something that doesn't even smell bad so i get how hard it can be yes to tell somebody they stink so like the fact that you did that is it really is brave a good brave friend thing to do but she she's mad hates you she's mad yeah like that's what it is yeah we all know that that's a good point i totally didn't even think of that yeah but honestly this girl sounds like trouble like is a friendship worth pursuing first she smells and then she's judgmental like it's honestly like i don't think it's worth the trouble i don't either i mean there are plenty of fishes in the sea, especially when it comes to friendship. Yeah. Like, not every friendship is meant to last forever. No. But we're sorry you're dealing with that. But thank you for being vulnerable and opening up to us and giving us an update. If we have read your prompt on air and you want to update us, you can email us deartoasters at gmail.com. Or if you just have, are having some trouble and you need some thoughtful advice from two fabulous gals, deartoasters at gmail.com. Taylor Strecker, thank you a million times for being here. If you guys liked what you heard, Taylor Strecker has a two-hour radio show every single day on Patreon, and it's patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker show. Yes. You could also just follow her on Instagram, Taylor Strecker, for all the information on your show. Yep. I love you. I love you. Thank you. I'm honored. Guys, this is our last show of the week. I am headed to Florida for <sighs> some sun. I'm jealous. I really thank you all for putting up with me this week. Sorry about Monday. Sorry about Tuesday. Sorry about Wednesday. <laughs> Hope you guys have an amazing week. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us on Morning Toast. Leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Have an amazing hump day. Hump someone you love. I'll be humping Taylor. <laughs> love you, Taylor. Thank love you, you so much. Bye, guys. You.